It had been months of solo travel. The isolation and loneliness was something I had grown accustomed to from years of training, all in preparation for this goal. This had been the single focus of my adult life. I knew every potential rigor of the mission, including long stretches without human contact. But here, in the depths of space, it felt more real. The vast emptiness around the ship seemed to press on me from all sides. Once I passed the ring of Neptune's orbit, communication became all but useless. It would take hours of light speed travel for my message to reach Earth and hours again for the reply to return. To their credit, my friends and colleagues at work still sent a constant stream of messages, a packet every hour. The majority were marked low priority and were simply ramblings on their thoughts or anything that happened during the day. But they served their purpose and made me feel more connected to home as I moved further away from anyone else of my kind. But today, I was approaching the edge of the heliosphere. It was difficult to say where the heliosphere actually ended. It was much like Earth's atmosphere, it simply got thinner and thinner until it was no longer there. But the exact point where it began and ended was elusive. On Earth, our team had determined an arbitrary point we determined was the end of the heliosphere, and I would cross the threshold in minutes. I began another transmission to Earth. It would take hours for them to receive it, but it would document the extraordinary moment. I am approaching the predetermined mark for H0, the point when the first human will cross out of the solar system and into the threshold of deep space. I looked at the countdown clock, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Odyssey 18 has crossed the threshold of the heliosphere and the first human has left the everything around me went black. Every sense, every feeling, every input from the outside world ceased. For a moment, I thought I had died from whatever cosmic radiation the heliosphere protected us from, now that I had left the protective bubble. I tried to scream but there was no air, no lungs. It wasn't just dark, it was nothing. Then, suddenly, everything was back. I could feel and see again, except I wasn't in my ship anymore. I was in some kind of control room, monitors and screen lining the walls of the room. There were people, similar to me, but unnervingly, slightly different. And they were all staring at me. In the center screen was a picture of what looked like Earth with words flashing along the sky, one man has exited the simulation. Not again, one of the people at the monitors grumbled. A few others shook their heads. Does this corrupt our data for simulation H-72? A voice from the crowd also asked. Where am I? I tried to get someone, anyone's attention, but while everyone was watching me, they didn't seem particularly interested in what I had to say. One man seemed to push his way to the head of the crowd and take control of the situation. Now everyone just calm down. The simulation is still recoverable, this just introduces a single, unwanted variable. The data isn't invalidated. Everything will continue on schedule. What is this? My voice rose an octave as I tried to address the man now in charge, hoping for better results. He turned to me with a curled lip and a bit of a grunt, like I was a bad smell in the room. Put the ejection in the magical simulation realm. We already have all the data we need from there. The last one did fine there. I, sir, was the last sound I heard before all senses abandoned me again. I floated in darkness for several more moments until I came back to reality again, just as jarring as last time. Still in my space gear, this time I found myself on a rolling green hill, similar to a scene from the classic paintings on Earth. There were two boys yelling at each other a little distance away, bounding and throwing up their hands, but never touching each other. But every few movements, sparks, lights or other spectacular bursts erupted from their hands. I screamed. 
It was just too much for one day. The boys turned towards me, the sound finally getting their attention over their own activity. They shook their heads and one grumbled, not again.